Previously on Dungeons, Dragons, and Dives. Hey, hello. Uh, I am Leon, the local artificer. Just last night I had a burglary. This is a very, very large order. It's for Dirk Actwell. What? Uh, I see you know. Very, uh, yes. Him. Yeah. You see a black feather. And you turn around and you see a very, like a three foot tall crow. I'm gonna turn and follow it. It goes directly into the forest. It is so dark. The canopy is so thick. You keep moving forward and you start to see very faintly ahead of you light. And you realize that you just exited the same exact place you entered. I'm gonna disguise myself as Jerry. Okay, you head straight up to sort of the, the roped off area. I'm gonna walk up to the front door of the trailer and I'm gonna use knock and I'm gonna go in. Three bodyguards turn around and see you immediately. Anybody know why this door was left open? Craig, roll me a persuasion check. Tell me, tell you what, deception check. This is 16, 17, 18, 19. Damn. 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 <laughs> That's a really good one to start with. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> and I say to them, hey, anyone know why this door was left wide open? <laughs> okay, they, um, the, the guard that you were talking to before, the other ones are just kind of watching you, the other two. Yeah. But the, the giant dragonborn woman that you were talking to before uh, comes up to you. And falls over and dies. Oh, shit. Um, she comes up to you. She scrutinizes you for a little bit. And she goes, uh, any particular reason you're checking that door? It's a co- uh, health code violation to leave doors wide open. Especially in this kind of situation where there's a bathroom or private stuff. It's a, it's a privacy violation for the uh, actor. It's all in the contract that you guys signed. And it's in the town uh, codes. Roll another deception check. No. It's uh, 18. Oh, bitch. Okay, yeah. Uh, she goes, uh, oh, 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 shit. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. And Look, she... I'm willing to let this one slide, but I have to get out of here. Listen, if you see Dirk Actwell, you have to let him know that he can't be leaving his doors open, okay? It's a huge violation. I don't want to have to kick him out of town, all right? Not after last time. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I got And And she, she reaches past you, and she locks the door, and then she closes it behind you. And she goes, uh, all right, just, just, just get out of here. Just go. I'll get out of here if you could do one thing for me. She just be, looks at you. I'll just... be back here later tonight. Now, I need Dirk Actwell to sign some papers. All right? So if you can arrange a meeting with me and him for, let's say, late o'clock, I'll be back then. She goes, oh, okay, okay, just, just, just please, just go. All right, I'll see you at late o'clock. Okay. I, Have a good day. I don't know when that is. It's like seven. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, and you leave. Where are you going? What are you doing? I'm gonna go back to Leon's. Go to yeah. Okay. So yeah. You uh you head straight over. You go um sort of from where you were. You just flip tail and head completely north. Mm-hmm. Turn left at that little sign that says artificers, and you um artificery. Artif- it's not an artificery. It says artificers. Um, it's an arboretum. <laughs> It's a registered arboretum. Uh, you get down to the uh, that sort of fork, and you see cork and bottle outside. You also see Sir Hagendaz step outside and start going play, play. 
and you sort of roll up on this. Mr. HD, where's Clay at? I don't know. I can't find my friend. Huh. Hey, Cork. <laughs> I do a little magic hands. He just like he's like he's doing his his big boy job right now. But oh, like, big boy job. He starts like breathing a little heavier. <laughs> <laughs> he gets really jazzed in his football pose. Um, and bottle goes, uh, uh, Craig, did you get uh, get what you were getting done done? <laughs> yes. Oh, um, so did we find anything out? Any clues, gang? Um, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, Sir uh, Actwell himself came and had um, our new friend Leon make 15 enchanted objects, but just random What do they do? Objects. Uh, Anti-divinations, uh, trying to hide magic. They're, uh, they're up to some shady business. Huh. But he... Uh, he had 15 of them made, and all 15 of them are gone. That's an oddly specific number. Oddly specific. But he had he had one done before, and he must have loved it so much that he came back and had 15 more done. That's really weird that it's something that, like, hides, I guess, you know, the truth or whatever. I was... Can I talk to you over here for a second? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna you, you pull him yeah. three yeah. feet to the side. I just don't want Cork and Bottle to hear me. Okay. Um, just because you know what I did was incredibly illegal. Um, <laughs> when you guys left, I kind of uh, you know disguised myself as a cop. Oh, what do you mean, kind of? Very much disguised myself as a cop, and I kind of went to Dirk Actwell's dressing room. You're gonna blow your cover, what are you doing? I, you know, was... I wanted to meet him, but this is... (laughs) I didn't find... it It was clearly his dressing room, but there wasn't any, you know, clothes... There wasn't any makeup or anything. There was no sign of him? None whatsoever. But there was a bathroom, and man, he left that thing dirty. That's just <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I'm getting a really weird vibe about this. If he's using anti-divination runes and, and you know, he's, he's not there, doesn't have anything to get ready, yeah. I don't know. I'm getting a weird feeling about this, me, Mr. HD. Me too. We gotta find this guy. Where did you... You said that um, he was here. About a month ago. The That's a long time... Wait. He yeah, played, that's he, a long time ago. Yeah. Let me think. one, two... <laughs> uh, yeah, Leon had said that he placed the order about uh, a month ago, but what was interesting was that Leon said that uh, Mr. Actwell wasn't really into magic. He didn't like it, so huh. why does he have 15 <laughs> objects that are hiding magic? You know, it doesn't quite make sense. Did anyone else come by here since I left? Uh, do very illegal things? Uh, yeah, no, there's this one other guy who was who was there when we got there. He was he was yelling at, at Leon about... He was le- yelling at Leon? I know, poor Leon, right? What the hell? <laughs> he's, uh, he's yelling at Leon about Mr. Actwell's uh, shipment gone missing. He was supposed to pick it up today and it wasn't there. So, um, that was what was stolen last night from Leon's. You know, I'm getting a weird kind of vibe about this. What's his name? Randy. Randy? I, don't, I don't like this Randy oh, that's a dude either. Name anyway. <laughs> um, 
I was talking to one of this, these guards, and she had said that she hadn't seen Dirk act well all day. But she said that she saw the manager at some point. Or at least she kind of implied it. But I went into the, the, the room that they both, I guess, share. And again, nothing about Dirk in there. I don't know. This whole thing kind of just seems a little fishy. I, it's almost like they're like the same person or something. Uh, as you're sort of talking about this, uh, you hear the door to the shop open behind you. Uh, and Leon is standing there. He goes, uh, oh, oh, Sir Hagen does. Uh, Craig. Hey, Craig. Craig. Crink. Craig. Craig. That's Big enough. C. It's fine. Craig. Oh, uh, God. You too. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're still here. Um, uh, my, my little helpers have, have finished cleaning up if you want to come back in and maybe maybe investigate just a little bit more. It's a little, little bit helpers? tidier now. Ah yes, they're they're pretty cool. You'll go, you'll see them in a second. Neat. Uh, you guys want to follow him in? Sure. Yes. All right. He leads you guys inside um, to a trap, and we die. <laughs> That's uh. your words. <laughs> uh, you head inside. It looks better. It doesn't look, you know, great. Still, in front of the counter, there's still a bunch of papers strewn around. Uh, he takes you back behind the counter, and Punch and Judy, the little tiny clay golems uh, that Craig has never seen before. Those are cool. He goes, aren't they? Huh. Do I have magic? Well, yes. <laughs> Neat. All right. Uh, they're, they're sort of uh, sweeping stuff up a little bit. Judy is doing a decidedly better job than Punch is. What's Punch doing? Uh, just He's just, just kind of... No, he's just kind of tootling around. Oh. He's like... He's like He's carrying, like, a screwdriver like he's pretending to be doing something. Punch. Ah, uh, little fucker. Um, so, uh, so, Leon, did you did you happen to find anything else that's uh, missing or out of place after a quick cleanup? That's exactly what I was going to talk to you about, is the, the fact that there is absolutely nothing else out of place. Huh. Everything was strewn about, but the only shipment that is missing is, is Dirk Actwell's. I have a question. Yes. Um... <laughs> gonna sound weird but have you ever seen Dirk Actwell and Randy man that's a bad name at the same time like in the same room well no but I don't exactly go same person that's very interesting thank you that's... it's also entirely possible that uh, they just happen to come one after another no no well, alright um, no. that's Leon okay. you're at it no that's fine. <laughs> uh, as you are doing this whole sort of deal, um, uh, Punch comes over and starts like tugging at the, at the hem of his robe. Um, and he goes, oh, Punch, yes, what is it? And he, the little golem holds up a big black feather. Oh! Uh, and like kind of pu- like pushes it towards him. It's What's like, that? It's like, oh, it must have been in the, in the, in the debris here. Um, does this mean anything to either of you? Um, uh, no, but... Not to me. I'll, I'll take I, that if I, yeah, if I can. We can, can hold on to okay, it. Okay, you, you grab onto it, you now have a black feather. Yeah, but the floor the floor is definitely cleaner now. I say cleaner. Uh, it's still a little bit of a mess, but not from any sort of debris hanging around. Um, as you look down at the floor, you see that it's actually, like, filthy. Huh. Like, covered in, like, mud and moss and stuff like that. Um, which you, Intuit probably doesn't belong inside of this store. No. I could probably clean one square foot of that. 
You can if you want. I'm going to. Press the digitation. I clean one square oh, foot of it. All right. A very small square in this very muddy floor is clean. Ta-da. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I'm afraid it, it wasn't like this before. I, I, I promise. Uh, it's fine. Is this get, always... Uh, Judy, can you clean this, please? Is it always, like, mossy, or...? I, I literally just said it's never been like this before. So, you're telling me that all this moss grew in this store... Over the course of one night. Okay, I should have explained. It's not like grown into the ground. It's oh, okay. like It's like strewn okay, about. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? That's cool. Some shit went down. Okay, we're going <laughs> to flip back to... with the swamp thing. The, yeah, no. We're going to deal with, uh, with clay now. Uh, you're coming back from the forest, you said. Is there anything specific you want to do, or are you just heading back to Leon's? Nope. Neither. Just gonna stand there. Yeah. Okay, you're, he- you're heading back to Leon's. Um, over the course of the time of, you know, you left long before Sir Hagendaz came out asking for you, Craig was doing his mess, you're actually rounding the corner to come back to Leon's now. As you round the corner, again, you see, you know, Cork and Bottle just kind of hanging out there, and uh, Bottle, as she sees you coming up, she goes, uh, hey, Clay, where'd you go? Uh, nowhere, for all intents and purposes. All right, I, I, did you find anything interesting? Uh, nope. All right, uh, the other two are inside. I go inside. Okay, you go inside. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, I'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. Uh, yeah, you, you go inside, um, and you you run into... Clay! Craig. There you go. Hey, friend. Uh, hey. We found, uh, we found Leon. I found, um, I think, you know that guy that you met, Randy? Him and, um, him and Dirk Actwell are the same person. I found a feather! He found a feather. I also found a feather. You found a feather? Yeah. A big feather? Where'd you yeah. Where'd you find a feather? Uh, in the alley behind the, behind, behind his store. Uh, and there was, uh, blood, too. Blood on the feather? Yeah. On the ground. <gasps> Looks there. like we just found another clue, gang. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah, I, uh, went in the alleyway there, and, uh... Let's go check it out. There were some... There was some blood, and I found this, uh, feather, and, uh, there were some scratches... So it appeared something had climbed up on the <clears throat> trash can and tried to get into the window. Uh, in, to here? Yeah. So, and But they did, though. The window was open. There's there's blood on the, the knife on the desk over there. Oh. They didn't know that there was a knife, and when they jumped in, they landed on the they desk. They landed on the they knife? They landed on the knife. Wow. Well, so uh, that's... Something else I didn't quite figure out was there's chalk on the front door frame of Leon's shop. What Don't is know it? where that could come from. No what, idea. Is it like a symbol? No, it's just like a smudge. Just a smudge of chalk? Yeah. Leon, do you use chalk for any of your projects? Uh, I, I certainly haven't. Uh, I haven't seen any of this. I, I'd like to go out and take a look. Uh, is there anyone with a chalkboard nearby? I... Like, I in front of the shop? Um... No, not particularly, but that's an interesting question. Uh, So before I take you on the tour, I guess, I will also say that I figured out what the feather belongs to. What? Guys, remember the Kenku? I remember. Mm, 
Yeah. Uh, so I talked to Bottle, and she said that that's probably what the feather and the scratch marks relate to. So it's probably a Kenku. Oh. So I. Uh, that's a lot. Okay. They take they take money. So I took out my money, and I lured one out, and I followed it. After I gave it some of my money, which you know, neither did you try there. punching it? No, I did not try punching it. We should try punching it. Next yeah, time. I don't think so. So I followed, I followed the Kenku all the way onto the outskirts of town into the forest, and there was this really dark, misty tunnel in the forest. And I walked for what must have been like ten minutes, and then I ended up back at the beginning. So there's some sort of misty loop in the forest. Uh, Leon cuts you off, and he goes. You went into the forest? Uh, yeah. On your own? Yeah. It's, it's a miracle that you made it out. Are, are you alright? Is anything... Did anything happen in there? Uh, no. What? What do you know about the forest? No, hold, hold on. Uh, he goes to the door and he, he calls out to get Cork and Bottle to come inside. Uh, Cork and Bottle pop in she, and Bottle goes, uh, Leon, what, what's, what's going on? Uh, and he goes, I, I, you need to listen to, to what Clay has to say. Uh, so, like I was saying, I went into the forest because the thing ran into the forest and there... Uh, the instant you say forest, Bottle gasps. And Cork seems very uncomfortable. What's wrong with this forest? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't, like, roped off or anything. It didn't seem threatening in any way. I just went in and it was cold and misty and generally a crappy climate, but there was nothing else going on. <laughs> uh, Leon looks at you and he goes, uh, that forest uh, is infamously dangerous. Uh, we've, we've had many, many people go into that forest and, and never mi- manage to find their way out. Lucky um, me. Why haven't you roped off the forest then? Well, it's not my job. That's a well. valid point. Pretty much everybody in town just knows that you don't go into the Entwood. You know what? I'm sorry. That was uh, that was a valid point. Uh, Bottle looks increasingly uncomfortable, and she goes, uh, "Yeah, very few people ever make it out of that place alive." Um, did anything happen to you while you were in there? You see anything? Nope. And you you said that this this Kenku just went straight in. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a little something about this forest. This forest uh, has been known throughout the ages as the Entwood. Or, uh, <gasps> to the locals, the Antwood. Oh my god. I'm um, what? <laughs> this is a, a, a marvelously enchanted forest, but it is infamous for uh, being... As soon as you go in, you have no idea what direction you're going. You will just get lost for eternity. Uh, it's said to... eternity roughly ten minutes, because that's, that's what happened to me. Uh, hey, good job, new record. Bottle is like, you are very lucky that you managed to get out without any help. Um, and she's kind of breathing a little heavily in the corner. Cork puts a hand on her shoulder. Um, and Leon goes, um, he notices this, and he tells Bottle, he goes, uh, um, I, I just wanted to, to get your opinion on it. If, if you wouldn't mind just sort of guarding the shop front, making sure nobody uh, comes up. Uh, apparently there's a, there's a smudge of chalk on the doorframe, if you could investigate that, if you wouldn't mind. And Bottle kind of, you know, nods and goes out. Cork follows her. And I say, hey, Cork! And I magic hands. <laughs> and he just, like, 
he doesn't react as big this time. He just like he kind of nods and he he tends to bottle him. That one was for the both of us though. So okay, good, great. Um, uh, Leon, uh, as soon as the door closes, he goes. I I apologize for for that. I didn't realize it was still so fresh. Let me she, explain. Yeah. Um, when Bottle was was much younger, she she's lived in this town for a few years now. She uh, managed to get herself lost in the end wood. No one knows how long she was in there. She won't say, but uh, rest assured that she did not manage to get out alone. She had a little bit of help, and he gestures out the window to Cork. Oh. And sees uh, and says, uh, "I'm not exactly sure what the story is, but she she found that that big guy in there, and he he helped her find her way out again." Huh. So it's probably a bad idea to go in there. Well, I, to be honest, I, I'm I'm not I'm not quite sure what other option there might be. Want to go in there? Mm. Well, I'm t- telling you, it's super uneventful. Can we bring um, Cork? We should ask Cork if he wants to come. Well. You know, they're probably not going to want to come. Bottle well, won't want to come. Let's ask anyway. Uh, I was going to say, if, if this Kenku was so adamant about going into the forest, seemed completely unfearful of its contents, then there might be something in there, something interesting. The Kenku notoriously have no spark of individuality among their race. They, they, they usually just uh either follow set patterns or do exactly as they are told by who they deem to be in charge so if there is some sort of ring behind these these thie- these thieves then it might well be in that forest we might as well go see who's in charge so um let's go ask bottle and cork if they want to come with uh, i guess so we leave the shop okay you guys head outside you see um oh leon before we leave oh yes you um, poked your head back in. I know that we said that you would wait for this uh, until we were done, but some of these things might come in handy. We have a couple of things. Would you mind taking a look over them right now, or would you want us to wait? I'll tell you what. Come come back in. That's that's, yeah, that's sure, sure, just sure, fine. Sure. I'll see. I'll see what I can glean. Sure. Um, <clears throat> do you want to show the your your big old stick? Yeah. Uh, this wrench glows. Uh, he he takes the wrench. <laughs> he takes the wrench in Sorry. hand, and he almost like falls over with. He goes, "This is very interesting. This is a very interesting specimen." Uh, he hands it back to you, and he goes over to his giant book, and he starts flipping through the pages, and he goes, uh, "Not seeing any entries for wrench. Uh, um, is there anything else it might be under?" Spanner. Span. Okay, and he goes back to spanner, and he goes, "Ah, yes, here we are. This is." This is actually a very interesting item. This is uh, what is known as the adamant spanner. And what this is, uh, it is just basically a very large weighted wrench uh, used for repairs and such. But these green crystals that are embedded in the head of this wrench are actually imbued with a spell called repairs. Uh, very interesting. Uh, and and whenever you use this sort of activate this spell uh, it will it will help you mend uh, a broken object something like that can it fix like limbs or just objects god. that's morbid no <laughs> no 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 god no oh i'm thinking machinery hearts at the well no oh god no 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 god no <laughs> god there we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so that is exactly what that does. And what that means for you mechanically uh, is that four times per day, you can cast a free version of uh, what is essentially, I don't think that's even a real spell. It's, it's a slightly better version of the cantrip mending, mm. uh, which works especially well on machinery. You know, you can use it to, like, mend a tear or something like that, but it's not going to do great on it. But it is especially good for fixing sort of machinery, uh, broken structures and stuff huh. like that. That sort of thing. Uh, within reason, obviously. You're not going to, like... There's not going to be, like, a wagon that's fallen apart and you smack it and it comes back together. Yeah. It's sort of like a clean break sort of deal. But, uh, yeah, that is what that does. Hey, is goes, that window still broken? What? The window that was broken into. Did they break it? When they came in? It was just Unfortunately, it was open. just left unlocked. It's okay, Leon. I didn't ask. Okay. Anyway, uh, this is uh, this is the thing I wanted you to check out. Um, so, I guess it's story time. Okay. So, we were hired by the town of Maplebrook to help find some missing kids. That's why we're... Oh, my. Yeah. It, some stuff's going down over there, and it's still going down. Um, one of the kids... We, you know, found all the others were unfortunately dead. Hmm. Um, when we found this kid, he was also dead. And we left and we fought this cloaked dude. And this cloaked dude, um, well, we, we killed him. But he, it turns out, wasn't a cloaked dude. He was made of straw. Do you know what that's about? Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, yeah, Sir Hagen does. Uh, if you are studying conjuration, you might learn something like this. Uh, punch Judy! And they, they come forward and they sort of, you know, stand at attention and punch, start picking its not nose. And he goes, knock it off. Um, and he goes, these are uh, what we call constructs. They are uh, unliving material that has been given a form of life. Huh. Um, that is, uh, what you thought, uh, must have been a scarecrow, uh, which is, uh, quite common, actually. Uh, you are familiar with traditional scarecrows. You yeah. stuff a suit of straw, you put it in a field, and, and scarecrows they usually use, away. like, spells? Now, that is very interesting. It shot some magic missiles at us. That's very interesting. Uh, scarecrows, when they're... Red eyes. Scarecrows, when they're created, are used as, as sentinels or sentries. Very... Very basic. They have no sentience of their own. They have no magical potency. That's very strange. Hmm. Uh, tell me more about the magic this scarecrow used. Well, uh, it was a couple days ago, so I don't really remember much, but um, I did go on a bender right after that. All right. Uh, anybody else Sorry. would like to tell me a little bit about the magic this scarecrow used? Uh, he had uh, some, some glowing red eyes, and he, he had some, some magic missiles. He was hands. very fast, too. Uh, he goes, well, that, that is interesting. That's something I might have to, to ponder a bit. Uh, uh, the basic constructed form of a scarecrow is uh, magically impotent. Uh, it has no magical abilities, uh, and it is, to be quite frank, uh, very dumb. Huh. It cannot act on its own. Well, someone was probably pulling the strings with that again. Okay. Uh, is it a scarecrow or a marionette? Uh, I, that was a little joke, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Good. Thanks. So, 
Anything else uh, yeah. that you folks would like to... He's not even like looking at Craig anymore. No, he's like, I, that's your contribution. I have, there's, there's another uh, thing I have, though. Okay, uh, yes, Craig. Um, Craig. Kronk. Craig. Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we did fight... Uh, before we fought the Scarecrow, we ended up... Or it might have been after Bender, remember... Um, we had to fight this bullywug that was very large, uh, at least eight, ten feet tall. I don't remember exactly. All right, no, um, no, I'm not exactly familiar. Uh, what is a bullywug? It looks like a frog. That is right. Yes, yeah. the humanoid frog race. Yeah, humanoid yes. frog race. Uh, um, I, I apologize. I, I'm a little bit more of a of a uh, of a mechanical magician. Uh, not not very well versed with uh, with. Nature and all that. Well, here's the thing. So we found this, and I break out the magic amulet. The pendant, okay. And this was around his neck. And when we made an attempt for it, he freaked out. And when we took it off of him, he kind of just stopped fighting. Hmm. And remember I told you about that scarecrow? Yes, it was two minutes ago. Yeah. Well, or sorry, not the scarecrow, the boy... So the boy, turned out, apparently, wasn't dead. You sort of buried the lead with that one. What's going on with that? So we went back to the town to tell the mother of the boy that he was dead. And when we got there to tell her, the boy was there. But, and I'm going to sound crazy about it because no one else really believes me about it, really. But there's not, there's something wrong about him. He's not the same did you and notice any sort of... What state was he in when he died? Uh, anything about uh, maybe how he could have died? Any evidence you found on his body? No. Well, yes. <laughs> when, when we found him... He just was sort of a normal, bed. everyday death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. natural causes. No, when we found ten. him, he yeah, was on the sacrificial... Just dead boys happening sometimes. <laughs> you know those boys. <laughs> Sometimes they just die. They're getting all sorts of shenanigans. Um, when we found him, he was on this sacrificial table, and there were a couple red lights above. There was a rune on the table that said that if we brought the body away from the table, that it would disintegrate. Oh my. Also, he looked to be exsanguinated, and there were two puncture oh. holes. Uh, don't try to get shitty with me. Don't be fancy. <laughs> there are two puncture wounds on his neck, but there was no blood. That reminds me, and I pulled the homunculus out of my bag. Oh, and he sees the homunculus, he goes, oh, very, very interesting. Uh, is this, uh, did you conjure this? No, no, I caught it. You, you caught it? In a jar. Yeah. I, well, I see the jar, it's in it. It is. Currently, still. Uh, this is a very, very competent homunculus. Uh, do you have any idea where it might be from, what it might, whose it might be? If you happen uh, no, to catch it. but it was in the place where we found the body. Yeah. He gets Not a little... Not sure if it is capable of making those bite marks, but... Uh... He, he sort of inspects it, and whenever you say that it was where the body was, he goes, Oh my. Um, if you... None of you conjured this. No. You sh- simply captured it. Yep. Mm-hmm. The way that homunculi work uh, is whenever... The sorcerer, the wizard, the magic user conjures it. It's sort of used as a uh, 
sort of a scout, a bit of a uh, an assistant, a little bit of a helper almost, and he gestures to Punch and Judy. This particular breed uh, seems to be sort of a messenger or a scout of some kind. Uh, the wizards who conjure these homunculi can use magic to see through their eyes, so if you do not know whose this is and it has not been dispelled for any reason, I can only imagine it's being used to watch you. Uh, you guys want to kill it? Yep. You guys want? Uh, do you want to no. kill it or rip its eyes out? One of the two. God damn. Uh, uh, Leon, what would you suggest? Can you reverse that? Well, uh, homunculus is nothing more than a pile of uh, mud and twigs, to be honest. Uh, just given animation uh, in sort of a, so a ritual form. So step on it is what you're saying. Well, I. Now I'm a bit torn, because clearly this must be... It has not been dispelled for a reason, and if it's not spying on you, I don't know what it could be, and I don't know if there is some sort of a way to reverse this, but it is up to you. Uh, uh, kill it, or or attempt to use it in some way. Let's try to use it. Yeah. Let's... I'm gonna moon it, and that way the guy who's on the other side, he's just gonna see my butt for like 30 seconds. Have I mentioned today that I hate you? Yes. Just to Are you doing that? Well, no. I keep okay. your ass in your pants, and uh, let's make a blindfold for this guy. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I'll, that's a good idea. I'll give I you a point of inspiration for that. I like that a lot. I have some rope, but I don't know if that'll... Uh... <laughs> you tie the rope around uh, his head and it squishes. In my dies. explorer pack, I have some... Cloth or cloth something. something. Yeah, you, you, you get some whatever. random cloth. Leon's got some a, dirt on the ground that I have put a, in his eyes. You reach up and tear part of my shirt. I, think, I have hey. a disguise kit. I have a disguise kit. There's some fucking bandanas in this shit. Just wrap it around it. There's a camo one. There's a pink yeah, one. And there's a black one. I think the black one would there, be a little bit too garish. Purple that and dazzles. Blue on the nose. Yeah. So let's use the pink one. Black and pink work sometimes. Okay, you take the pink bandana, <laughs> you manage to sort of hold this, this thing down, and yeah, you tie a bandana around its eyes, and Leon goes, well, honestly, that's a bit of a, a simple solution. I had no idea how else to do that, but very, very well done. That's inspired. Thanks. Thank you. Um, Anything else uh, yeah. I can take a look at for you? So, continuing the story. I don't, what is the, where's the, how about the, la let's, Reader's Digest this. Reader's What's the digest. last... <laughs> moment of this story. The last moment of this story was when I fought the boy, and he took three magic missiles to the face, and he was fine. You shot a boy with magic. I know when you say it like that, it sounds kind of weird, and I'm really happy that Cork and Bottle are not here right now, but He turns yes. to the other two, and he goes, is there something wrong with him? Oh, I'm sure. Definitely. Listen... Um, but he didn't kill this boy. No. He's no. right. The boy was dead before. The boy yeah. somehow negated a couple of spells that I used to peek into his mind. And he was consciously aware that I was using magic. And he came at me. Alright? And the way that I got him to stop, I remember I held a magic missile to this amulet. Oh, this is a beautiful amulet. Do you mind if I see it? Yeah. He grabs it. Yeah. Everything's fine. He, he looks it over and he goes, uh, This is a beautiful design. It's very elegant. Um, what did you say this did? We don't know exactly. It made the Bollywog crazy, and when I tried to destroy it, the kid freaked out. 
Very interesting. Uh, if it was, if it caused the bullywug to to act in sort of a strange manner, it could have some sort of a mind control. Uh, let me, and he he sort of looks it over and he goes, "I cannot see any inscribed runes on this." That is very interesting. Uh, normally, you can imbue something with magical properties without inscribing something into it. Um, do you mind if I hold on to this? I mean, as long as I get it back. Well, I, I don't... I'm not... I I can make my own jewelry. All right, you don't have to be a dick about it, but yeah, well, you don't want to it. Not, I'm a professional, Shh. if you remember. Shh. Stop. Uh, I have one more thing. Do you mind looking at it? Absolutely. And he goes and he, he hands the, the amulet off to Judy. Uh, I pulled a key out of my bag. He goes, this is... Or I mean, around my neck. Right. It's around my neck. Cool. Cannon. <laughs> he goes, uh, now, what is this? I I don't know. It's just a key I've had. My uh, mother gave it to me. I wanted to know if there's any magic in it. I Very don't know what it goes to. Interesting. And he, he sort of peers it over, and uh, he looks at it, and he's like, this is a very, very old key. Um, through, it is a little bit, like, rusty, a little bit dirty, sort of on it, a little tarnished. He goes, I can see some sort of inscription. Um, I cannot for the life of me make out what it might be. Hey, Craig. Yeah. You want to do me a favor? Yeah. Can you fucking cast that spell that you won't stop casting on what? my key? Which one? Press the digitation. <gasps> oh! <laughs> it's your time to shine. The one appropriate time. You want me to cast it on the key? Please. But why? To clean it. Huh. So he can read it. I'm going to cast prestidigitation on the key to make it a little bit smelly. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> While you guys have been talking about this, he just grabbed a rag and he wiped it off. Oh, great. <clears throat> he goes, uh, I can see just a little bit clearer. This is some sort of very intricate patterning. This is not so much a script or a rune, but it is inscribed with sort of elven symbology. We got an elf key. Elves? Yeah, we... I don't recognize this as, as a language, or at least a language that I don't recognize, but it is putatively inscribed. Uh, hold on to this. Uh, okay. I'll look a little bit up about that, but um, hold on to this. Perhaps you can find somebody who's, who's well-versed in, in, in obscure languages, uh, but that is, that is not me, unfortunately. Thanks. Uh, yeah, and he hands it back to you very, very carefully. Okay, uh, do you guys have anything else for Leon? I have a corkscrew. That's... I don't... I don't need that. Um... Can you... Can you... Enchant... Objects? What do you want? Uh... I don't know. Um... I mean... It'd be nice to have like an enchanted weapon. That way, when I'm in a you know hand-to-hand situation, I'm not Are you a magic useless. user? Yes. I would use magic. Okay, All right, thanks, Leon. Yes, All thank right, you. Bye. All right, everybody. All right. Have a great day. Come back Hello. anytime. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Later. Uh, mm. Yeah, Greg, use your magic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, rough. Rough. 
rough times. All right, you guys head outside. Cork and bottle are out there. Um, As we leave, I use prestidigitation on that one foot square area of thing that I cleaned, and I make it dirty as fuck. <laughs> As you hear, punch, you missed a spot. Uh, okay, you head outside. Uh, Cork and bottle are there. Bottle is, Cork is kind of, you know, got his hand on her back, kind of patting it a little bit. Um, and uh, she's just kind of facing away. They're both kind of facing away. They're not, like, mm. they don't greet you. They probably don't even know that you've come out. Friends, hey. Uh, Cork turns and he, like, nods at all hey, three of you. Um, Bottle, listen. Um, we need... Gentle. We were wondering... <laughs> If we could get your permission to go into the forest, I know that this is a sensitive subject, um, but we're leaving it up to you. Can we go in the forest? Will you come with us to the forest? (laughs) Jesus. Um... I sort of hate to ask it, but do you have a basket? Cork <laughs> uh, actually, like, with that last stupid joke that you make, Cork looks at you and he looks like a little upset. I'm sorry, Cork. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That he was like really, raises one I'm eyebrow. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Bottle is still just kind of standing there listening to all this. Uh, would anybody else like to talk to her? Uh, she likes you. Uh, uh, I don't know what, um, happened to you when you went in there, but, um, when I went in there, uh, it was basically just like a really, um, lame water ride. Um, so, um, as far as I know, there's nothing in there. Uh, so, uh, if you want to come with us. She she turns and she looks at you and she sees that you're trying really hard. Oh. Um. She she looks at you. She goes. Uh, I, I I know. Um. There's been rumors of a of a thieves guild circulating. We just never knew where they maybe operated, but it looks like uh, we might know now. And she gestures to the door jam and that little smudge symbol of chalk or whatever. She goes. Uh, that's an interesting uh, language. It's sort of a pseudo language. People call it thieves can't, and it's uh, thieves can't what? Can't jump. Um, thieves can't is a sort of symbolic uh, language that thieves use to discreetly speak to each other. And I guess uh, if this uh, guild is involved, then it might be serious. And until now, we had no idea where maybe they might have operated out of, but. Uh, I think now I know why we haven't been able to find them. Because um, they're in the forest. That's, yeah, Im- Im- implicit in what I was saying. It's my job as a peacekeeping officer to shut these guys down. And if you would like to help, um, then so be it. Um, uh, yes, uh, I'm going to be going into the forest. Cool. And, uh... Cork hears her say this and, like, looks at her like, are you serious? And she kind of, like, pats him on the chest and she's like, uh, are we going? Uh, do you want to go grab anything from Clink before we go? Um, 
any weapons or handcuffs or coffee heroes <laughs> Jesus Christ she uh she hears what you're saying and she goes uh, she goes uh you know I think that we're gonna be just fine and she kind of pats cork on the arm okay hey uh I don't have a clock on me do you know what time it is um no uh you I mean it's you can look up in, in the sky you still see that it's like it's like late afternoon late afternoon yeah okay. it's late afternoon yet. it's still pretty it's pretty light I mean, maybe a few more hours till sunset do you guys want to do this now do you guys want to wait till the morning I say we just go I think we should do it now <sighs> I gotta miss my meeting okay let's go okay you because that's so important uh, it is. <laughs> Everybody, ev- two meetings. Everybody, there's also including like you know some passersby. They all give you dirty looks, um, and you guys uh, shove off. Is there anything sort of on the way that you would like to do? You're kind of going across town. I would like. It's not important right now. I can do it later. Wow, just gonna go get clothes. <laughs> it's a character-defining but... moment. Uh, okay, so yeah, you guys head across, uh, Cork and Bottle sort of lead you through the town, um, you know exactly where you're going, Clay, because you've been there before, you head to the east to sort of the little shanty town part of Stoneacre, follow this little, little road up to the gigantic forest that you saw before, and same as before, just a big black, basically, sheet of darkness heading into this forest, and Bottle goes, uh, so Clay... What 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 did you see in there? Uh, I, d- I didn't. Uh, there there wasn't really anything to see. Huh. Um. All right, guys. Um. I have a suggestion. Yeah. Um. We maybe we could um, like, tie my rope to everyone, so that. We're all tied together so we don't lose anyone. That's actually a pretty good idea. She goes, that's actually amazing. Um, I was just going to say, you know, maybe hold hands, but that's probably a lot smarter. Um, Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. You you take your your 50-foot length of rope and you sort of tie it around everybody. Cork is in the front. And Sir Hagendas is going to use light... Mm-hmm. To touch one object that is no longer than ten feet in any dimension, cool. and the object sheds bright light in a twenty-foot radius, uh, and dim light for an additional twenty feet. So we have like forty feet of light. And cool. I'm going to this cast... light can be colored as you like, completely covering the object with something opaque. Blocks the light spell ends if you cast it again or dismiss it as an action. Okay, what are you casting it on? I'm casting it on the rope that's attached to all of us. That's awesome. Uh, what color is the light? I want to make it green. Green mm-hmm. light. Awesome. I like that a lot. And like just a to... dark forest green, not like a lime green. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so high... it's extra hard None to see. None of that highlighter yeah. bullshit. <laughs> um, and just so we get a little bit of more coverage, I'm going to cast four dancing lights, and I'm going to place two in the back and two in the front. Okay. Yeah. This is awesome. I love this. <laughs> Everybody's teamwork is like this spot is on right now. definitely the picture for yeah. that. Yeah. For I like that, that yeah. So this is totally what we're doing. Uh, okay, so the order is cork, bottle... Um, Clay, Sir Hagendaz, and Craig. Craig's in the back. Craig's in the back. And yeah. I'm totally like right on Clay's heels. Yeah, I'm little. <laughs> this is my <laughs> this is my territory, but I'm little. You're holding on to the hem of their of their tunic. Good. <laughs> um, okay, 
And um, Cork kind of looks at the forest. And it's kind of weird. Like, he almost, like... His eyes aren't quite as wide anymore. Like, just, like, he, he, he's actually without... He doesn't have his eyes wide for once. They're just kind of, like, resting. And he just starts walking straight ahead into the forest. Alright. Uh, Bottle follows, you know, and you guys all head into the forest. Alright. Alright. You head into this forest. It is very, very dark. The light helps a little. But what the light mostly does is illuminate the fact that not only is it dark, it's incredibly hazy and misty. Um, the air in the forest is incredibly wet, incredibly cold. Uh, you literally cannot see more than a couple of feet in front of you. You can see the person who's right in front of you, and that's about it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty tough. It, it's, it's hard to see your surroundings, let alone keep focused on cork in the front. But it's a good thing that you have rope tied off to yourselves. Uh, the ground is wet and covered in rotting leaves. And every single step that you take, your feet get kind of sucked in just a little bit. Not like you have danger of getting sucked in, but it's just like gloopy leaves right mm-hmm. underneath you. As you guys are walking, you're walking straight for what seems to be like five, like five minutes at this point. Uh, Craig, uh, out of the corner of your eye, you see a faint glowing light. Uh, and you look at it uh it's a small little tiny pink orb of Mm -hmm. light that's just kind of floating and bouncing around very very small um about like 40 feet away it's pulsing softly huh anything you want to do yeah hey uh mr hd yo what's up uh, hold up guys hold up for a second hold up uh the rope is actually continually being pulled cork has not stopped cork cork stop buddy he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, really quick, Mr. HD, you see that little thing over there? There's a little pulsing light. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to try to go over there. So, um, can I cast a spell on you with your permission? What? Dark vision. I You'll be able to see it. I can't cast it on vision. myself. I have dark vision. You have dark vision? I have dark uh, vision. Here's what you see. The same thing. Oh, same. shit. Okay. You see nothing different. Craig, I need you to uh, roll me a d20. What is it? Uh, I'm going to look myself. Okay, that's a five. Um, You, without saying anything more, turn to face it. Uh Uh-huh. And start walking towards it. Oh, no! Um, But, thankfully, Clay tied everybody off to rope. So you don't get very far before you're literally... getting dragged. Being dragged, (laughs) like, on your heels. But the thing is, like... Until this thing is out of sight, you are still walking straight towards it. What the fuck? Like, trying really hard to hit it. You saved my life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's awesome. Okay, very cool. God, uh, that's so cool. Damn it, Clay! (laughs) (laughs) You could have been gone forever! We could have figured this whole thing out. We could have left him in a forest! Wash our hands of him! Okay. Um, I come to him, just like... That was fucking weird. <laughs> okay, you uh, you head forward. You're walking maybe... It seems like you're just walking straight at this point. Uh-huh. You're still walking straight. You head about, you know, maybe ten more minutes in. Uh, and you hit... You, the haze is starting to clear like a tiny little bit. Like you can see maybe about ten feet in front of you a uh-huh. little bit better. Uh, and you see what appears to be a very deliberate fork in the road. There's a path... It's like perpendicular. Like it was carved out of these trees. 
One that leads right, one that leads left. Huh. Uh, without any hesitation, Cork goes up and turns left. Okay. Right. And That's you fine. sort of follow around. Sure. Uh, and now you're heading left for uh, maybe another five minutes. It's pretty nuts. Um, now, Sir Hagen does. Mm. As you guys are walking, you, like... Make me a, a dexterity save real quick. Just for the sake of doing it. 19. 19? Okay, that's pretty, pretty good. Mm. Uh, you um, come up sort of to... You you feel your foot on a stick, like like a low stick that you might have tripped over. You see it, and you kind of like stumble for a second, but you don't fall over. Um, when you sort of look up, you see that the rope that was tying you together is no longer around you, and the party is about 50 feet ahead of you. What the fuck? Uh, you're falling very, very far behind. What do you do? Am I attached to this branch? Uh, no, 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 no. You I just kind of stumbled over it for like a second. And fell out of the rope. Um, I want to try to pick it up real quick. The stick? Yeah. Okay, you, you pull on it. It's it's like in the ground. It's, it's in like there. It's like a root thing. Uh, the, the group is now about 60 feet ahead of you. You can barely see Craig's outline. Shit. Um, I want to make a run for it, I guess. Okay. Uh, you start running. You just start running, running, running. And... From behind you, you hear Bottle go, What are you doing? What? You turn around and you see that you're actually, you're still attached to this rope. But you've like run up and you're like next to Cork. You're kind of dragging Craig behind you. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, Bottle's like, just stay in line. Don't, don't run ahead. This place is dangerous. But I was just behind you. Uh, she goes, yeah, you were and you started running ahead. No, no, no. I was like 60 feet behind. I couldn't see you guys. She goes, just just, just stay in line. Oh, God. Uh, and you fall back in and you keep walking. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. This goddamn rope is saving our lives. Yeah, you guys, uh, you head in and you see, you actually come out of sort of this little small path into what appears to be a big clearing. Okay. You really don't see much of what's in this clearing, obviously. But uh, Cork leads you through this clearing. There's like four exits sort of to this clearing that you can kind of vaguely make out. He leads you straight. Then he leads you, which leads into another clearing. Uh He leads you right. He leads you right. He leads you left. He leads you straight. And then he leads you straight. Um, And you kind of get back into like sort of thick forest. Very thick sort of like tree-lined forest. Um, you keep walking for another ten minutes, pretty much just straight. Uh, and Clay, uh, as you guys are walking, uh, more and more branches seem to sort of overhang the path a little bit. And they're starting to get, like, low. Like, they seem to be, like, actually, you have to, like, start maneuvering your way around these branches. Through this haze ahead of you, like, you're still pushing through these branches. Like, it's almost getting hard to see in front of you. There's so many branches that you have to push through. But you don't see, like, anybody else having that much of a struggle. Through the haze, you see a very large branch swing straight at you, stomach level. Uh, make a constitution saving throw. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep, damn the, constitution. 
the branch uh, swings and hits you, but it breaks off. It breaks in half as it hits you. You don't take any damage from that. What you sort of once that branch snaps, you hear like a like reverberating through the trees. Oh um, God! And you don't really have any more issues with branches, sort of as you're walking. Great. Um, so you guys are heading. You you head a little bit further. You come out into another clearing. I feel like we're following the yellow brick road right now. <laughs> and as you head sort of at the, the sort of entrance to this clearing, Cork stops. And he... We all kind of just bump into each other. <laughs> yeah, you all thunk into each other. Cork um, uh, unties the rope from his waist. And he, like, as, he starts walking forward and he puts out a hand, like, stay there. Um... He fades into the mist, into this clearing. You don't see him at all. You don't see anything in this clearing. And you hear just, like, growling. Like, you can't tell what it's coming from. You can't tell if Cork is growling. You can't tell if something else is growling. But you hear growling. You hear very heavy footsteps and sort of running around. More growling, more growling. And then eventually you just hear, like, a pained yelp. Uh, Cork walks back to you guys through the mist. He looks fine. Uh, it's he, the fucking Kenku, I'm telling you. I look at him and I say, hey buddy. He doesn't respond to you whatsoever. He just you kill like, a guy? He bends straight down, he ties the rope back around his waist, and he starts walking. Great. He's okay. still got that look in his eyes that's like he's not there. Shit. Damn. Um, he leads you straight through this empty clearing. You don't see anything in this clearing. You know, whatever he just did, you don't see anything. Um... Leads you onto another narrow forest path. It kind of banks around a little bit. Cork continues to lead you. Um, now, you are um, heading down this little road. The trees are getting a little bit sparser off to the side. It's getting a little bit easier to see. Sort of the mist is clearing just a little teeny tiny bit. Uh, as you're walking, you hear a strange noise like a... You hear that coming off to the right. What do you want to do? Investigate... You guys all want to just look and see what it is? I'm going to send a dancing light over that way. Okay. Uh, You send one of the little orbs over that way. You all kind of turn to look. And you see um, a giant frog. Oh, jeez. That has a bridle, like like reins in its mouth. (gasps) Oh, shit. It's just sitting there. Oh, wait. It's the fucking one-eyed guy. Yeah. As you come to that realization... I look and we just go, oh, shit. Fuck. (laughs) As you say that... You hear creaking and cracking coming from the trees above you, and a thousand, not a thousand, like a dozens of small dark figures leap down out of the trees, and you recognize a lot of them as Kenku. Um, there's Kenku, there's humans, there's elves, they're leaping down out of the trees, they come flying at you, they are all carrying lengths of rope and swords. Uh, what do you do? Friends! Yeah, that doesn't do anything. Oh, um, you, um, The other two get a reaction. What would you like to do? Uh, okay, well... Uh, can I'm gonna I... burrow myself into the ground. <laughs> really? Just, no. <laughs> just, I'll just avoid this situation? No. Um, I have a shield. I have my protection fighter, which means I impose disadvantage. With my shield. Okay, you are a protection fighter. Cool. So how how big is my shield? It's a it's like a it's a it's not a, like a like, like a heater a, shield. Like a Captain America shield. It's kind of a Captain America sized sort of shield. Maybe a little bit bigger. It's not like one of those full length tower shields. Um, 
I'm gonna like pull on the rope uh-huh. and get try and get them under me. Everyone except Cork. Cork. Okay. Cork seems okay. So I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I'm gonna like push myself up against Cork uh-huh. as like a barrier and then pull the rope in. And try to like just sort of yeah. hunker down with it. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Awesome. You you definitely do that. What would Sir Hagen does like to do with his reaction? Um, I'm gonna throw a fog cloud. A fog cloud? Yeah, so no one can see us. Okay. Uh, what does that do? What is that? Uh, you create a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range. The sphere spreads around corners and its area is heavily obscured. It lasts for the duration or until a wind of moderate or greater speed, at least 10 miles an hour, d- disperses it. Okay, cool. You you cast that. You absolutely do. Are you trying to encapsulate cork in this too? Yeah, the whole the group, whole group, the whole yeah. group is just hidden yeah. in this little thing. This this cloud of figure out what we're gonna do. This cloud of darker haze basically emanates from you and sort of makes a big smoke screen, and you hear like some confused like ah ah, uh, some confused noises. You still hear the pattering and people f- jumping down from the tree. There's got to be dozens of these guys, uh, coming through, and you hear cork like <laughs> like. Throw it. You can feel the rope getting pulled taut and taut, like he's kind of swinging around a little bit. Uh, you see one of these uh, small figures. It could be a kenku. It could be anything with a sword. Come through and slice that rope, separating you and Cork, separating that little length of rope. Uh, and you can barely see because the fog cloud is kind of fucking with you guys just a little bit. You have dark vision, Sir Hagenau, so it's a little bit better. Clay can see this a little bit. Craig has no idea what the fuck is going on. I'm gonna cast dark vision on myself. On your okay, you do that. Yeah, so you can all you can all relatively see what's happening. You see uh, Cork's silhouette, and you see a lot of these figures standing on the sides with lengths of rope, sort of lassoing his arms, lassoing his legs, lassoing around his neck. And he's fighting, he's yanking them and throwing them over, but more and more people rope, 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 rope. And they start trying to yank him down to the ground. Can, do, can we do something? Go, give it a shot. Okay. This is, we're not like in combat, we're kind of like in bullet time here. Bullet time? Okay, um, um, going to... I don't want to hurt Cork, though. Ten seconds. Ray, uh, not Ray of Sickness, Witch Bolt. Which bolt? Which bolt? Okay, what are you what are you aiming at? A Kanku that's fucking cork. Okay, do I need to? Do you need to roll an attack or do I need to roll a save? Um, range spell attack. Okay, roll that attack. Eight plus your spell modifier or your bonus, yeah. Plus five. That's a thirteen. 13. That hits you. You don't even need to roll damage. You you whap one of these things so hard it goes flying off, and that little length of rope gets slack. The other two have a reaction. Um, can I use my spanner to repair the rope? That is smart. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. You pick up the rope, you take that spanner, you fiddle with it for a sec because you don't necessarily know how to activate it. Yeah. You just kind of stick the opening where, like, the wrench bit is over the break, and it mends together. Okay. Okay. Sir Hagen does. Um, I would like to do acid splash in the direction of these creatures. Okay. Uh, what is that? Just a saving throw for me? Uh, target must exceed a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Or, so... t- or take 1d6 acid damage. Gotcha. So, yeah, uh, you're, you can hit two, so I'll just roll it for two people. That's a nine. That's not going to do it. 
and that's definitely not going to do it. Yeah, you see two of these figures, like, the rope that they were holding even starts to corrode, and you just hear, like, ah, like, like, screeching, and they fall to the ground and start writhing. But the problem, just more and more of these guys keep coming. You know, like, for every one that you, you get rid of, another one comes and... With can I, some rope. Can I make a quick investigation check to see if there's, like, some sort of fucking head honcho around here? Okay, uh, do a perception check on that. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's, I'm just gonna say it's not gonna do, honestly, it would have been really hard. The okay. haze and the fog is just so thick. Okay. More ropes are getting thrown around Cork, and eventually, as much as oh. he fights, yeah. Okay. Fuck. Mm, this might be fucking fucky, but can I do, can I do some shit? What are you trying to do? I'm gonna cast a fucking shield. Oh wait, no, I can't cast a shield on my. Can I cast it on myself? You can cast it on yourself. Okay, then I'm just gonna fucking. Does anyone have a shield that they can cast around Cork? Yeah. Cast that shit around Cork real quick. Okay. Is I'm, that a spell? She is it? No, shield it's on can self. only do it on yourself. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. Um, if you cast it, all on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I wish I could cast. Um. This. So, yeah, um, I'm gonna try something out. Everybody get the fuck down. Okay, now, you shout that drop out. Into what the are you deck. doing? Cork, get down now. He's, drop to the floor. He's been pulled to the floor. Okay, I'm casting fucking Burning Hands, and I'm gonna try to burn all the ropes off. Okay, what does Burning Hands do? As you hold your hands with thumbs touching finger, uh, thumbs touching and fingers spread, a thin sheet of flame shoots forth from your outstretched fingertips. Each creature in a fifteen foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, the creature takes three d six fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. That is brilliant. We'll awesome. be back in two hours as Michael rolls all of the saving throws. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm going to give you a point of inspiration for doing that. That's Thank very you. cool. Uh, write that down. Uh, uh, where do I... Where I'm do not I even going to bother with the saving throws because that cone affects the ropes. Yeah. It burns absolutely all the ropes off. You hear Cork like, like it singes him a little bit because, you know, he yeah. can't exactly try to dodge He's it. He's a short hair minotaur now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of these ropes absolutely burn away. You know, the, the creatures yeah. kind of like are their hands are singed a little bit so they're freaking out just a bit. Um... Cork is still on the ground. The ropes have, you know, burned yeah. away a little bit, but he's he's tired, but he's trying to get up a little bit. Not the one that connects us to him, though, right? That one was already cut. Oh, oh, you know what? No, we've mended it back. It was mended back. I will say, you know, that one burns, too. I'm, I'm going to do, do, do mending. It, it, it burns, burns away. Yeah, yeah, the ropes are gone. The ropes, yeah. All um, of my rope is gone? No. Uh, I would just say that sort of, like, two-foot length is right. gone. Uh, but, yeah, as... You've done this. Fucking awesome. Uh, on, you see, something leaps onto Cork's back. And doesn't really do anything. It just kind of stands there. But you can definitely make out what this very small figure is. Bullywug. In this sort of fire that you've cast, it sort of caused like a backdraft of wind, which blew a little bit of this haze yes. away. And you absolutely recognize it is a... Bullywug with two daggers and a bandana over one of its eyes. What's it doing? Uh, it's just staring at you for a second. I'm very close to catching Witch Bolt on this fucker. As you raise your hand to even consider that, Cork lifts the fuck up and he grabs this fucker off his back and chucks him, basically. Oh, cool. Cork stands up to his full height and just roars. It's terrifying. 
uh, everyone are in like sort of the the circle, like all the Kenku, all the elves, all the humans are like horrified for a second. And as he sort of roars like he's gonna go ballistic on these guys, he freezes and just falls flat on his face. Motherfucker. Behind him, you see a huge man, face completely covered, wearing a huge, what looks like a Stetson almost. Uh, And he has got a large, yeah, like a cowboy hat sort of thing. Huge, huge. He's like, you ever play Borderlands? Yeah. yeah, He's like the big nomads, like that dude. He's huge, cloaked, very large uh, sort of coat on him, and like a Stetson, his face is covered. And he's holding a magic rod, which is like a large... It's halfway between a wand and a staff. It's like three feet long. And he's holding it up to it. And the magic users can intuit that the spell hold person was just used. Thought so, yeah. Um, Bottle sees this happen and flips the fuck out. She pulls out her sort of extendable like billy club thing and just charges over Cork's uh, body and starts trying to take a swipe at this guy. Uh, I can't like grab her as she goes by. You can you, you go ahead and give it a try. You want to do a dexterity? Yeah. Uh, dexterity contest. She she slip. You grab at her and she like whaps your hand away and slips right past you. Before she, she gets to the guy, okay. I'm gonna cast a witch bolt on this fucker. Okay, you cast a witch bolt. Uh, go ahead and make that ranged attack. Twelve. What would that be? Uh, it's uh, plus your spell modifier. Uh, that's uh, seventeen. Seventeen. That's just gonna do it. Yeah, you you cast it. I'm not even gonna make you roll damage. You get this guy in the shoulder, uh-huh. and he like rears back a bit. He was readying his wand to do something else, but you definitely threw him off balance. Yeah. Bottle takes a flying leap at this guy and just nice. starts hitting him, hitting him, nice, hitting nice, him nice. as hard can as she I, can. Nice, can nice. I do something? Yes. Can I take out my bow? Go ahead. I'm going to shoot for his hand that has the wand in it. Okay, make that attack. I'm going to straight up tell you it's going to be a hard one to do, but go ahead and do it. Do it, do it, do it. You got this. Uh, play. Plus, What's your bow modifier? Uh, oh, uh, 15. 15? You are a little... He's flailing around. You're a little bit low, but you catch him in, like, the nice. forearm. Nice. You don't get him in the hand. You don't knock the wand out of his hand, but this arrow is sticking out of his forearm, and you mm-hmm. hear like, "Oh, like this what guy." What the fuck? <laughs> He's pissed. Um, what he does is he bottle is basically on his face right now. He grabs behind her and he whips her off. And what does Sir Hogan does want to do? Hold person before she falls. Oh. Uh, on her? Yeah. Or, okay. I just want to catch her so that she doesn't go, like, throw, like, get th- okay. thrown too far away. Tell you what, that won't be hold person, but you can cast, like, uh, feather fall or something yeah. on her. Feather yeah. Falling. That works, absolutely. Yeah. She gets thrown away and she starts drifting before she smacks into just a tree. Very really softly hard. starts drifting yeah. away. It's yeah. almost in slow motion. It's kind of terrifying because, like, the water is being flecked everywhere as it's happening. <laughs> this guy. Like, it's scary. He whips her off, and he grabs this arrow and, like, yanks it out of his arm and goes, like, screams as he does it. He turns around, he levies his wand at all of you, and he casts a spell called Windwall. He whips that wand in a very uh, wide swipe. Uh All of a sudden, a huge gust of wind comes up and blows all three of you, plus Bottle, as she's still floating in the air makes you fly back. Give me a constitution saving throw, everybody. Oh, fuck me. Oh, 
15, what did you get? Crit. Three. Three. And Clay has a crit fail. I will say that that crit fail is because you are standing up because you have just done your, your sort of bow that you yeah. don't have very good footing on it. Yeah. All four of you are thrown backwards into the mist. All of your vision is completely obscured now. You just see sort four. of a silhouette. What? Four. Yeah. Yeah, and bottle. Cork. Oh, okay. Cork is not moved. Okay. Uh, he's still held on the ground. All of you fly backwards into this mist, and you see nothing. And as you see sort of the silhouette of this person fade away, everything, your vision just goes white. And it's almost like you were hit by like a blinding light, because as your vision sort of comes back, you blink and you blink and you blink, and you are... Uh, you are outside of the forest. At the entrance that you just went in an hour ago. And Cork's not with us. And Cork is not with you. Oh, God!